When people think of public health, state or county health departments come to mind. But public health is more than providing vaccines or offering health education. It's a much broader field focused on reducing disease, preventing exposures, and promoting healthy behaviors. It's Tuesday, May 1st, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. Becky Mossman sat down with Dr. Bill Lambert and Jennifer Koo with the OHSU-PSU School of Public Health to discuss public health and what it means for community and population health. Dr. Lambert, tell us your position and your kind of area of expertise. Sure, Becky. My name is Bill Lambert. I'm an associate professor in epidemiology and environmental systems and human health in the new OHSU-PSU School of Public Health. And Jen? I'm Jennifer Koo. I'm a first-year epidemiology doctoral student at the new OHSU-PSU School of Public Health. Jen, let's go to you. In your own words, define public health. So maybe I can start with the definition that the American Public Health Association offers and then start talking about what I think. Um, So American Public Health Association says public health promotes and protects the health of people and the communities where they live, learn, work, and play. While the definition of public health can be a little different depending on who you're talking to and for each individual, I think overall public health is defined as the science of protecting and improving the health of populations through things like education, policymaking, and research for disease and prevention. We can use a very simple example of hypertension. Uh, While a clinician may prescribe medications for high blood pressure, we in public health examine the links to obesity, diabetes, and heart disease. You know, things like why are people experiencing high blood pressure? Dietary choices? Do they have adequate access to health care? Are they experiencing a lot of stress from work environment? Then we use our data to come up with strategies for interventions, such as policy and public education. How about you, Dr. Lambert? Tell us what your definition of public health is. Here at the university, we tend to think of public health as a science and an academic discipline where we develop new tools for use in the population to reduce disease and prevent it from occurring in the first place. And and that's key, as Jen was emphasizing, whereas a physician might work on an individual patient to reduce or cure a disease, reduce the consequences of a disease once it already occurs, we work upstream in public health on groups of people, entire communities, to reduce their risk for developing disease. Another aspect is that Public health is largely a governmental responsibility in our society. So in the United States, there are both federal, state, and local agencies which as entities work to reduce disease in the population, prevent exposures to hazards, whether it be injuries or infectious disease or promoting uh, nutrition and uh, healthy prenatal care. All of these things are included under the umbrella of public health. So it is a discipline as a science, but it's also public health is a practice or activity in the community to reduce disease. Dr. Lambert, why did you get involved in 
public health and what led you to study the subject, then teach it to students? When I was a young guy, I was impassioned with the environment and ecology through Growing up in the Boy Scouts, loved hiking and outdoor activities. So as I went to college, I focused on the biologic sciences, and I was quite interested in medicine and the connection to human health, and at one point considered becoming a physician. But I didn't want to be indoors all day, is the simple answer. And so I started doing field work in biology. And I worked in industry and for government as a field biologist where I grew up in California, actually a marine biologist. Over the years, my interest grew and I started getting interested in the connection or the reciprocity in environment and human health. And I went back to school and got my PhD in epidemiology and environmental analysis and got interested then in the larger aspects of public health. That's still my specialty today, but working in large academic medical centers in New Mexico and now here in Oregon, I've done a lot of clinical academic work and work on general issues beyond environmental health that involve uh, teen sexual health education, aspects of emergency medical services and how they're delivered in populations, clinical studies here. And all of these things translate directly to community activities that I've described, the structures that are needed to reduce or prevent disease in the community. And Jennifer, why did you get involved in public health? So my initial interest in public health started because of my background of growing up in an immigrant family. I was interested in working to address some of the issues that have to do with people with limited access to care and resources they deserve to do better um, with health issues. And then I was initially interested in um, clinical medicine. Then I got really drawn into the idea of population level and prevention. So it was kind of like making a difference at the population level and preventing diseases before they happen that got me really excited and I got really drawn into this. I'm at the stage of my career and my career development training in life where I'm thinking about all these different possibilities and options, which makes it more exciting. So one possibility is I'd like to do something that Dr. Lambert here does, um, being an educator at an academic institution and being an academic researcher and devote to kind of training the next generation scientists and scholars to continue doing the great things that we're doing in a better and improved version. So that would be awesome. And the second possibility would be to work at like a government agency or um, at state local health departments, kind of do some of the boots on the ground type of public health work. And I think that'll be really exciting. And last but not the least, working at a healthcare organization such as hospital system uh, in research capacity. So I am exploring a lot of possibilities and options. I'm very excited about that. I think Jen is much like other students in our School of Public Health. All of them come with a strong sense of social justice and, and are motivated to make a difference. And many of them have observed health inequities that they have 
become quite concerned about. And they come to the university here to receive training in the methods of epidemiology, uh, social science, economics, biostatistics, to get the tools needed in order to work on these problems in an applied sense in the community. So here in public health, one of the things that distinguishes us from other sciences is our commitment to social justice and reducing health inequalities or health disparities. And certainly, there are many social programs and uh, health programs uh, in the United States that work towards that goal. And what we're doing is training those young people uh, to do that work. How do you see the traditional health professions like medicine, nursing, or dentistry intersecting with public health? And what would you want to tell those professions about how they can integrate public health into their patient care? That is happening in dentistry and nursing and other sciences here on campus in neuroscience. And you can see that at the, in the various centers at OHSU. Great examples. A lot of prevention work happens in the population at the Knight Cancer Research Center. It goes beyond the development of, of vaccines, but how are those vaccines used effectively in the community, for example, or other behaviors to prevent obesity or other risk factors for developing cancer. In the School of Nursing, there are community health nurses and public health nurses being trained with that population perspective that goes far beyond the hospital environment, the setting that we usually associate the profession of nursing with. And the same for dentistry now. If you look at um, our School of Dentistry, there's active community health programs to do uh, mobile health clinics. And similarly, at the KCI Institute, the same things, bringing access to care, doing needed screening uh, in the community to maximize eye health for the population. Here at OHSU, there's a renewed commitment for interprofessional education, and our School of Public Health participates in that. And so students that come from a variety of schools, whether it's nursing, pharmacy, medicine, work together. And there have been some really cool initiatives that have come out of this, like the Bridges Health Clinic, which is a student-run free health clinic, and our public health students are part of that and helping to evaluate the impact and make that operation um, more efficient and beneficial to the patients they hope to serve. Why should the general public or other traditional health uh, professions be aware of public health impacts? Why is it important to consider public health in the way they provide patient care? Clinical medicine, I think the patients are the individual patients right? And in public health, I think of our patients as population. Healthcare, for many, many reasons, it's, it's critical. I mean, I don't think anybody is going to question that. But it is, health is so much more than healthcare. And that really gets at the essence of public health, where it's complex interaction of various determinants of health that determine our health. Individual lifestyles and behavior matter, physical, social, and economic environments matter. Public health researchers, practitioners, and educators work with communities and populations, and we identify the causes of disease, and we offer science-based, large-scale solutions to problems. So public health 
is everywhere. I agree completely with Jen. Um, That's a really great answer and one that makes me feel good as a teacher. (laughs) Health is more than the simple absence of disease. And I think a lot of health providers in the setting of the clinic work with individual patients and they do not disconnect them from their communities. And they understand that there are larger forces that Jen nicely explained that limit their ability to treat their patient or help them to live a more healthful lifestyle. And really health is more than the simple absence of disease. Oftentimes we forget to see the infrastructure behind the curtain that is public health. We're like a ground crew that keeps an airplane flying in the air. And so the work that we do is to do work on the front end, on the ground to provide systems that allow people to be healthy, because you cannot be healthy in an unhealthy place or an unhealthy situation, no matter how hard you try. There are three essential functions that we do in public health, and those involve assessment of the problems, two, developing policies or interventions, and a lot of the research here at OHSU is doing that developmental work of policy and program development, And then three is assurance, that is evaluating the impacts of these programs in the community setting to make sure that they're having the intended consequence. And we're constantly going through that cycle of assessment, policy, and assurance to make sure that our programs are improving over time and reducing health disparities. How are health disparities addressed by public health? Health inequities occur in the population, and in public health, we see these as being avoidable and unfair. That is, that they are drivers of health in the population, which um, are involuntary exposures for a lot of people, depending on their social class or race or ethnicity. And we work hard to develop interventions that work to address those specific needs of those populations and close the gap over time. What we're doing is to try to understand in our science the roots of these problems, knowing that it will take a long-term effort to reduce poverty and provide educational and job opportunities equally in the population for everyone so that they can attain that highest level of health. One example of this is the Affordable Care Act. And that idea, uh, as, as implemented here in Oregon, provided Medicaid coverage for an expanded number of individuals through the Oregon Health Plan here, providing an essential resource to be able to access care and utilize care that may be needed. And, uh, you know, this is a great example of public health as a policy activity. Jennifer, Dr. Lambert, thanks so much for talking to us today about public health. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced by Becky Mossman and edited by Josh Anderson. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.